Hello, everyone, and welcome to Special Ed Rising No Parent Left Behind. I'm your host, Mark Ingrausia, and I have been an active member in the field of special education for 35 years as a classroom teacher, tutor, parent trainer, consultant, and advocate. Thank you so much for joining me. This is a podcast for parents and caregivers of children along the spectrum of disabilities as an information hub and promoter for the advancement of people with disabilities in all areas of life. So if you're interested in learning about topics from the world of exceptional needs, educational resources, educational services, health and wellness, fitness, nutrition for you and your child, and more, this is the place for you. If you like the show, please subscribe, like, comment, and tell your friends about it. In this episode, I'll be speaking about the token economy reward system. I'll examine and share the ins and outs of it and offer some examples that you can follow to help you succeed in extinguishing a negative behavior and developing a positive replacement. After that, stay tuned for a tip of the cap, your exceptional needs parenting tip. And for some extra help to inform your journey, visit the resource page of my website, specialadrising.com. I'd love to feature your success stories on the show, so if you'd like to contribute, Please send it to my email so we can show the world what's possible. Now let's reward ourselves with a little knowledge and earn another win. Disciplining your neurodiverse child can be a very murky place for parents and caregivers. I can understand how the fact that your child has a disability might cause some hesitancy, perhaps feeling that they struggle enough and by adding the pressures of demands will result in a piling on of sorts and that seems unfair. Maybe they feel different rules should apply. I think perhaps we need to distinguish off the bat discipline from punishment because I feel that often when we hear discipline we think punishment, but there's a big difference. While punishment looks to make a child suffer for breaking the rules, discipline is about teaching them how to make a better choice. When we discipline, we're teaching children to act ethically and in accordance with socially acceptable rules. According to RaisingChildren.net.au, discipline and discipline strategies are positive. They're built on talking and listening. They guide children towards behaving in appropriate ways. I believe punishment models a less effective solution to problematic behavior, as it usually is doled out in anger and frustration, and the lessons tend to be short-lived. When we discipline, we We can choose to relate with kindness, compassion, and create a connection. And as parents, when we're trying to teach our neurodiverse child lessons that can help them to be better functioning family members and members of society, we're teaching them rules and acceptable behaviors that give them the ability to accept limits and take on responsibility. This is what discipline gives them, and it's not inappropriate, but in fact shows them that you care. In addition to not wanting to seem mean to your child, I see the tendency to allow negative behaviors to persist for fear of upsetting the child further and perhaps causing unintentional reprisals in the form of a physical attack or a destructive meltdown. Both of these are valid considerations and very understandable, and you'll never find me judging you for them. But what we know is that your child's disability doesn't have to negate rules and expectations. It's not a reason to avoid guiding them towards ultimately becoming the most socially appropriate adult they can be. Every child needs to be given the opportunity to function equally as a citizen and family member in this way. And I feel it's actually unfair not to expect from them the kind of behaviors that are acceptable in a society to the greatest degree possible. Naturally, it will not take the same methods or timeline for everyone, and of course, medication in some cases may be called for, but 
we can and need to expect more from our kids and not shy away for fear of them. It's not an easy thing to play catch-up with a child who has been seasoned to get what they want or allowed to get away with poor choices since that's exactly what they've come to expect. With anything, the younger you can begin a process, like a behavior plan, the greater the chance of succeeding at changing the course of the negative behaviors. However, for those who have fallen behind and find themselves desperate for help, I'm here to say that, from my experience, and in most cases, it's never too late to change behaviors. You have to know that the length of the road ahead is unpredictable and variable. However, with a true commitment to a strategy, consistency, and a willingness to be flexible when a tactic isn't working, enabling you to try alternatives until you find ones that work, it's possible to arrive at your destination. I have instituted many positive behavior reward plans over the years with the home field advantage of a classroom, which is possibly the optimal environment for consistency to prosper due to the nature of it being a contained space. In this space, it's a teacher's job to remediate a child's behavior and carry out a behavior plan with a steel focus. And while a teacher, much like a parent, has to juggle a lot of responsibilities throughout the day that can distract them from being perfectly effective with the plan, it's safe to suggest that for a parent to be as effective as teachers in carrying out a behavior plan when they're not trained, often have no assistance, and are expected to do everything else for their family and be consistent in rewarding every time their child demonstrates the desired behavior is unrealistic, unless there is close communication and support for the parents. It's a big ask, but not impossible, so never be afraid to ask for help. So let's get into it. Behaviors don't always have to go to extremes to call for the incorporation of a behavior plan, but they just tend to be the more obvious reasons. The degree of your child's acting out can vary from a more mild form of disruption in your home to threatening family members and themselves with physical harm to being destructive to your physical environment. These are strong indicators that a behavior plan is needed. There are several kinds of behavior reward systems, but the one I want to focus on here is the token system. The idea behind a positive reinforcer is to motivate the child to repeat the desired behavior. A token economy system allows for this and is a visual indicator for a child to see growth. Token systems provide two rewards. First, the very receiving of a token is recognition that they've displayed the desired behavior. The token is tangible, but it is more representative and provides an internal reward allowing the child to feel good about themselves or simply feel happy. Secondly, there's a longer-term material reward. The tokens add up to something more significant to the child, which, when set as a long-term reward, can stand to motivate continued positive behavior over stretches of hours, days, and weeks. Tokens can be many things. When children are younger, stickers, marbles, chips, board game pieces, pennies, points, etc., can be symbolic motivators that can be seen as currency to add up for a bigger reward. For the younger set, I once created a cookie jar from construction paper, laminated it, and used paper laminated cookies that could be earned and when accumulated on the jar indicated the total of tokens or cookies to trade in for a prize. A couple of ideas for older kids are to collect stamps or stickers and hand-sized notepads or create your own small pad with, for example, 10 boxes per page for easier addition. When the end of the week comes, your child, if inclined, can practice their math skills by adding by tens and ones to see what prize they can afford. Another convenient idea is to use punch cards, which are great visual and easy to add up. With the younger set, again, tangible rewards can be something from a prize box, a toy, candy, snacks, or computer time, all potential motivators. 
For the older kids, certain privileges can be highly motivating. Time with friends, more game time, an outing with a parent, and anything that is not typically available to your child. It should be something that's held out as a special occasion. To start, select a behavior that you want to extinguish. If it's possible, we want to include your child in the development of the plan. Talk with your child about the behavior that you want to change and what acceptable behavior should look like. Use positive language like keep hands to yourself, quiet hands, kind hands. Use language your child understands. And remember, it is helpful to accompany words with pictures or pictures alone will do the trick. Let your child know that you are planning to reward them for whenever they behave as you've explained and modeled. Modeling is important because we can't assume the child will know what you want instinctively. We need to directly teach rules and behaviors. We can take nothing for granted. When feasible, have your child help you decide the rewards they would like to earn. The more your child is involved in the process, the better off you will be because they have some ownership in how things will proceed. Always remember to give choices. When we work as a team, we're far more likely to exist out in the open where trust can be established. Once you've decided the behavior you want to change and the motivators your child will be working towards, you want to create a menu with these items. One thing I did in the past was to make a store on poster board with doors which open to display the rewards and the cost of each item. Depending upon how many tokens have been earned, your child can go shopping for what they can afford. Keeping the prize options fluid will keep your child from becoming bored and turned off. Even adding or substituting one or two items periodically is helpful. I've used and recommend two menus, one for the same-day rewards, which are smaller but motivating, and an end-of-the-week menu when all tokens are added up to purchase a larger, highly motivating, once-a-week prize. By using the first menu, you provide immediate reward to keep your child on track and interested. Your child may benefit from seeing their token total accumulate throughout the week. And again, I like this idea because it's an ever-present reminder of the behavior you're working on. The behavior chart you choose should track tokens and remind your child of the behavior that they're supposed to be doing. So have the behavior written and or visually represented. You can use a drawing of a thermometer and color in boxes as tokens add up or simply color in squares that mount up. You can get as creative as you want. This chart should be clearly visible and appealing and should be reviewed daily, in the morning as you start your days and at night as a review opportunity to discuss how the day went both are important reinforcers. Again, get as creative as you want or simply Google behavior charts and print them for free. It's important at the beginning to give tokens as often as possible to motivate. If you're consulting with a professional or perhaps creating a plan with your child's teacher for consistency and coordination between home and school, you want to decide on how often a token will be given. Depending upon the age, developmental level of your child, or the goal itself, the frequency can change. Is it every 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes? As a busy parent, it's challenging to reward every few minutes unless you have the time for that. You can try breaking the day up into parts when your child is working for the reward. Is the morning the best time? Afternoon? Before or after dinner? When are behaviors most likely to present? Those would be the prime times. It is optimal to reward in consistent intervals, but do the best you can. Let's be realistic. If you're generally consistent, I don't see a major problem, and don't get down on yourself when you slip. Any movement in the direction of a plan can have a positive impact, but it just may take a little longer. Naturally, if you are able to catch yourself slipping and regroup for more consistency, the better off you'll be. 
I'm not saying haphazard is your best bet, but I want to be sensitive to the challenge of consistency in your busy lives. Be as consistent as you can. Remember that this operation is a front-loaded one. Lots of tokens at the beginning to help your child earn rewards quickly to reinforce the behavior, and then space the tokens out with longer intervals in between until you're able to fade them out entirely once the behavior has been replaced successfully. To make the connection more meaningful, hand your child the token yourself or stamp the pad together. Maybe you hold the pad open and the child stamps. This reinforces your part in the play, and your recognition has a better chance of landing firmly as your child sees how each token earned pleases you. When it concerns your wallet, remember that rewards don't have to be expensive, like dinners and movies or amusement park trips, unless you want that. The University of Washington, in an article CBT and Home Token Economy Guide for Therapists, suggests such daily rewards as 20 minutes later for bedtime, an extra book at bedtime, dessert after dinner, etc. For weekly rewards, they mention things like bake a special treat, invite a friend over, pick a movie to watch, or a day off from chores. And for a big reward, family bowling or mini golf night, a t-shirt, a target, or eating your favorite fast food, among other things. You can be as creative and budget conscious as you want and still change the direction of your child's behaviors. I'll post the link to the article with sample reward menu items on the resource page of my website. One final but very important thing to know when carrying out a token system, once a token is earned, that token is not up for discussion or recall. It sends a confusing message that, even if your child fought their natural urges on Tuesday and came through with a desired behavior to earn a token, it's not guaranteed to be theirs come Thursday if they falter. If you work for a month and earn your paycheck, and then in the next month you fail at your job somehow, you wouldn't expect that your previous month's salary be taken away from you. It's the same thing here. Growth's not a straight line, and an honest attempt needs to be rewarded even if the train goes off the tracks minutes later. It's about building trust and knowing that when the proper behavior is expressed, there will be a reward for it. And the more I am rewarded, the hope is, the more I will succeed. It's time now for Tip of the Cap, your exceptional needs parenting tip. Today's tip comes from capta, C-A-P-T-A dot org. Finding friends for some children is a challenge. Help your child connect with schoolmates. Ask if your child's school has a buddy system or if students in school leadership are available to help as mentors or guides. Friendships can help a person feel good about themselves, and that in turn can impact a more positive attitude and improved behavior. I want to thank you for listening today, and I hope you'll join me for each episode to hear about topics new to you or close to your heart. I hope this podcast might inspire you to face your days more confidently, stirring a greater sense of self-love, mindfulness, and outpouring of goodness and positive role modeling for your children, while remembering to attend to the areas of your own mental, physical, and if you're inclined, spiritual health, enabling you to be all you hope to be for them. All music heard on today's show comes from Jason Shaw at audionautics.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Special Ed Rising and on my website, specialedrising.com. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to rate and review the show wherever you get your podcasts and tell your friends. 
You can connect with me directly with questions, comments, or if you're interested in parent coaching, through my email, specialedrising at gmail.com, or my contact pages on Facebook or my website. Also, let me know if there's anything you'd like to learn more about, and until next time, peace and keep rising.